Top tier takes. What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to episode eight of Top Tier Takes with myself, Colby, Matt, CJ, and Anthony. On today's episode, we're discussing our thoughts on some teams that are in a weird position right now that I like to call basketball purgatory. We're going to talk about what we think their direction should be, what their goals are, and how they fix themselves to get a better future. Matt and CJ got a poll of the week for you guys. I think you're going to love it. And then we got a cool fan question. I'm your host, Colby, with Matt, CJ, and Anthony. This is Top Tier Takes. Stay tuned. Everybody, welcome back. Colby here. We got Matt CJ across. We got Anthony on the producers table. Yo yo. Hey yo. What's what going up? On? How's your weeks? It's going pretty good. How's yours? It was good. I went and saw a really sad movie. I went and saw The Whale last night. The Whale? Yeah, it's got That's Brendan a real Fraser. Movie? Yeah, no, it's it's got a uh, Brendan Fraser in it. It's directed by Darren Aronofsky. And if you know anything about him, he makes a lot of like. He will not let you just like sit back and enjoy yourself watching his movies. He has to really like stir your entire brain and emotions up and make you like feel things and confused. Um, in every movie I've ever seen, it, like Requiem for a Dream, Mother, and now The Whale. And I watched that movie, cried a little bit at the end, and then the credits are just silence. <laughs> and is it good? It's it's good. I don't think i'll ever watch it again so not worth so it's not good yeah no it it, no it it's an objectively good movie but it's one of those where like just how much it kind of stirred me up i don't think i need to experience that again i don't know man yeah no so dude brendan fraser he's looking at the poster in case you guys are wondering um brendan fraser is fantastic in this movie. The easily like the best acting I've seen from him in over ten years. Yeah, he's awesome. And I, I'm a big Brendan Fraser fan. I think I like, think that's I feel worth bad a watch. that people hate on him because he like gained weight after he was like the fucking man. But it's like, do you? I'm sorry. Has any people that judge him have have you ever been in that type of shape? I haven't been. So guess what? You know how hard it is to stay in that shape. It's like oh, and that's just his real life. So it's like. I've always been a fan of him, and I've always kind of felt bad for him for though he's got shit on. I think I think he's a total gem of a human being. Exactly, and and that's what anybody, people say. Anybody that hates on him, like they're haters. They're, they got something deeper going on there, yeah. man. If you hate Brendan Fraser, I I, I like. I don't it. think I've ever seen him in a movie before. Honestly, you never seen like the Mummy? The Mummy, really? No. Oh, oh he's what? Oh my god, bro! So you, you haven't seen Christmas it. Vacation and you haven't seen The Mummy, so we're just collecting movies that you haven't seen on this podcast. We're, we're gonna do a movie podcast and we're gonna feature my wife, the other person who's never seen any movies, and then Colby and I are just gonna have a big time. Hey, I've seen a lot of movies. You guys just watch movies that I've never seen. I bet there's movies I've seen that you've yeah, never seen. Like what? That, the, <laughs> besides <laughs> anime for me. Yeah, you don't even <laughs> watch anime, guy. Well, you guys but, haven't given me your list to watch yet. I've told you so many times to go watch Naruto, go watch go back Demon to Slayer, I, I'm right. that, go watch I, anything. Bro. I'm the old man, either give me, like, I'm the old man let's, with new technology, I need a text. You're and not I, an old man. Let's do that at the end of the episode. At the end of the episode, we're going to give CJ our, our, let's just give him three. Three recommendations okay, for anime. to finish one by the next time we record podcast so we got to give him a short one then so we'll think about this Death Note. we'll get it at the end i think death note that i was gonna say probably death note but no, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss like it at the end one. you've never seen it 
Let's let's discuss it at the end. Let's discuss it at the end before Here we get we to go, that. Boys. Here we go. Uh, CJ, you hyped up a uh, poll of the week. I have no idea what you got this week, but you said you really wanted to do one, so you got the floor. What's the poll of the week? Besides maybe uh, Jordan's Lamelo Genesis, and then Matt his rookie uh, Otto Anthony Edwards. <clears throat> I think this is the next. This is the biggest hit. Like top three in there. It's not basketball. It is football. Um, I love Mosaic. Anybody that buys cards, Panini Mosaic, they're my favorite cards to buy. NFL released their packs. And uh, <clears throat> Jordan, he always peaks before he opens the packs. And he gets either excited or disappointed. And we're all like, what the hell, dude? Like, it irritates us. But it was his last pack, so he calls last pack magic. And he's like, he starts smiling. And we're like, giving him shit. Like, come on, Jordan. What the hell, dude? And he pulls a uh, Chris Olave, who's a rookie receiver for the Saints. Mm. Possibly rookie of the year, actually. Like, he is he's good. And it's a uh, it was a case hit, so that means... There's only so many of them made. So this card, it's called a Tessellation, and it's out of 15. And it's a, it's definitely worth a couple hundred bucks from what I've saw so far. So we're uh, we're pretty happy with it. Only negative thing, <laughs> which is super negative, <clears throat> there's been times where I've opened packs. Like, uh, you guys know Obi, right? Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, right? So rookie, uh, I pulled a Gold Wave rookie Obi Toppin, which... It's a nice card to hit because it's a rookie and the gold waves look sick. So it's not nearly worth what this is, but it had a print mark, like huge print line. So somewhere, you know, when the card was being made, just something messed up and massive print line. So, like, you're screwed, right? Yeah. I didn't know that you could send it back to Panini and file a suit and everything. Well, I didn't find out until this card because the Chris Olave card that we pulled, it actually had a glue mark, red glue mark on it. So it's like, well, the card's damaged. So even though it's worth a lot of money, it's damaged. So we're we're sending it back to Panini, and then they're either going to give us a card, like another Chris Olave out of 15 or something like that, or they're going to give us a card at equal value. So I hope we get to pick the card, because I'm just going to try to pick some badass basketball card, <laughs> some crazy auto or something like that, you know? But so, yeah, that, that's the poll of the week. As happy as it is and... As sad as it is, that's the poll of the week. I was going to say, this is probably your saddest poll of the week in the whole series. Well, here's, like, I know it does sound sad, but being like, I checked eBay, and the first person who put up the card on eBay, somebody else pulled another out of 15. And being, there's only 15 of them made, it's like, okay, he's setting the market, and it was at $450, right? Gotcha. So, let's say it stays, let's say it goes down, and it's still around 200 to 250 and that's being generous because he's a great rookie and it's this type of card and it is a rookie card, right? If they're going to give me a card back in equal value, well, it, it's got to be another badass card. Either another badass rookie or maybe a really good quarterback and it's a card like this or something cool. So whatever okay. it is, the value is still going to be there, but it's just it's not this card. So it, it is it is kind of a bummer, but we're still going to get a great card, which... Maybe if we get a different card than the Chris Olave, that'll be the poll of the week. We'll give you an update on the story. 
I like it. It'll be a two-parter. I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> forward get, to yeah, it. Yeah, I just made a two-part. There we go, part one. Ending. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I also, <laughs> I want to just, like, say real quick, like, you know, we had Austin on the podcast last week. You guys gave him that Lowry card. and um, The patch, Kyle Lowry patch with Miami. Yeah. He, he he really liked that. Like, I thought that was really cool that you guys did that for him. So just as as a brother, and, like, he's my family, I appreciate yeah. you guys doing that. Oh, that yeah, was, dude. That's really cool for you guys. Matt, like, good idea. I, I appreciate you guys on that. Well, the, with that said, I, I'm actually going to take some sad news, and I'm going to give us some good news. Uh, we got uh, – I got a text message from – this guy was an old friend of mine uh, – kind of a, a mentor in a sense and uh his son they they moved to ohio like i don't know maybe like eight years ago or something like that and uh just kind of knew his son from a distance you know quick little passings hey josh how's it going and he went out of his way to text me this week about our podcast and uh asked him if it was cool if we shared it uh, if you guys follow us on instagram they shared the text on the on the Instagram story, so you've already seen it. But if not, I'm just going to share it with you right now. And I, I just thought this was really cool. He also left us a fan question, so we'll get to that after. He says, yo, it's Josh. I saw your Instagram story yesterday and that you posted your podcast that you and your friends do together. I work in a machine shop right now, so I listen to music a lot. But I've been trying to get into podcasts to make the day go by a little faster. So I've hopped around and tried to find different basketball ones, but I haven't been able to get hooked on one yet. I listen to yours... And the teams. I'm not going to take credits, not just mine. I listen to your guys's, and I've been listening to it since yesterday, from episode one all the way to six. I think y'all do a great job, and I really do enjoy listening. I'm listening to episode six right now, and when you guys started talking about anime, that's what sold it for me. I'm definitely going to be listening to your episodes when they come out week to week. First off, that's just uh, that's probably the coolest compliment we've gotten through this whole series. Yeah, uh, yeah for real. Shout thanks. out, Josh. Yeah, Josh, thank you. We really appreciate it. This Big on, shout out. Honestly, it's why we do it. So it's it actually mm-hmm. having somebody you know out of the blue, really, you know, of one of our friends or something like that, just hit us up that we didn't even think was listening. It it it's really cool. So we appreciate you, man. I think that was the best part. Was I had no idea he's. He'd been following us. I had no idea that he found us. I know he shared on our stories, but people just scroll past it most of the time. And, you know, no judgment on that. I get it. Oh, full judgment, but we're different (laughs) people. No, I totally (laughs) Listen to the podcast, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, you guys aren't doing anything, like, reliable with your lives. Do yourself a favor and listen to us idiots, all right? Yeah, what are you going to do? Put on some Lil Uzi in the car? What's wrong with you? (laughs) The only people listening are like... I'm just kidding. I like Uzi. The people listening are like, we're already listening. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Put it on your social media. We are your fans. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) This is how you lose fans. And Skip's not even talking the shit. This is crazy. He actually wanted us to... He had a question for us that he thought would be uh, interesting for us to talk about and debate on the pod. We haven't talked about the Cavs too much. And he specifically wanted us to talk about Donovan Mitchell based on that 71-point game he had. So he just basically asked, where does Donovan Mitchell rank currently at the shooting guard position? So... I don't know which one of you guys wants to take it first. Where, where do Go you ahead, think Matt. Donovan Mitchell ranks right now? Go ahead, Matt. Right now? At shooting guard. Ooh, that's tough. Number two. Behind? D-book. He's not even healthy. It doesn't matter. CJ, when healthy. When healthy. Let's, let's say just when healthy. Uh, then I'll go D-book, but... Ah... Uh, I don't know. I <clears throat> because I don't know. I, I look at their teams. I, I think if I just had to go player for player, I don't know. I I'd I'd take Donovan Mitchell. 
Donovan Mitchell would be my one. Especially, everybody's like, well, what if you'd put him in the right system? And then now we see it, and then look what he's doing. So, yeah, he's doing exactly what everybody expected. And there's not drama like there's always drama, you know, in Phoenix. And that's surrounded by Paul, and oh, then you get some by Booker, and then eight, and it's like... I don't know. There's no issue in Cleveland right now. They're just balling. Sure. So I I gotta give. I think last year I would not have said that, but this year watching what he's doing and watching how Cleveland's playing in the East and then what he's doing for them, it's like, yeah, <laughs> breaking some of LeBron's records while in your first year, like <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting somewhere. I was also on the Devin Booker train, and then I did some research, and I think. I'm now going to go Mitchell as the best shooting guard in the league, and here's why. He's currently averaging 29, 3.9, roughly around basically 29, 4, and 4. He's about 3.9 rebounds a game, just short of 4. 4.8 assists, almost 5 assists a game. Uh, 48, 40, and 88 splits. He's a 24.4 player efficiency. Uh, The average for the league is 14, so he's... 10 player efficiency points better than the average. That's really good. To put that into perspective, compare him to Devin Booker. Devin Booker's averaging 27, 4.6, and 5.6 a game, 47, 37, and 85 splits with a 22.2 player efficiency. The only other guy that I kind of thought maybe you could make a case for in that territory was Jalen Brown. And I looked him up. He's 26.8 a game, almost seven rebounds a game, uh, three assists a game with 49, 32, and 79 splits. So he's worse from three than both Booker and Mitchell. He's worse from the free throw line than both Booker and Mitchell. But he's just slightly better at the twos, and he's better on defense, but his player efficiency is 19.8. Well, plus he's not the one to carry the team on a nightly basis. And I that's that was the other part of it is he's not necessarily – he can be – yeah, the best player on the court in any given game, but night to night, consistently, it's it's that's Tatum. Yeah, um, I think with with the thing with Mitchell that I like the most about him is that it's not he's not just a guy like okay, we, you know, we, we see you put up big numbers, but when is this going to translate to success or winning? And we've seen him turn it on in the playoffs. Like he actually has a mode that he can go into where he straight up takes over for like ten straight minutes. And he'll get you like all of a sudden twenty bucket, all, you'll twenty be, points, and you're like, "What in the hell happened?" Yeah, it'll be like you'll be going into the third quarter, and he'll have twenty four, or it'll be in the third quarter, and it's like oh, he's only got eight points going out of the first half, and then all of a sudden you go to the fourth, and he's like, "Yeah, he's got twenty nine now." It's like, "What? Yeah, what happened?" He just has that mode, and I'm not saying Booker and Brown don't have that, but I think I've seen Mitchell do that more better and more and also in the playoffs even though the jazz didn't really have success like i've seen this guy just not be afraid of anybody and yeah but it was always oh mitchell if it wasn't for gobert then you know it was always if it wasn't for gobert then it's like yes we know now cleveland i'm not, i i actually think the east might be a little tougher to get through than the west so and that kind of sucks for him but well the top end like you know, top end of the East, the top four versus the top four in the West. I think it's tougher in the East. That's my opinion. I I, I think I might agree. Boston. With that. I think it's closer than you think. I think it is closer, but I'm gonna slightly go maybe top four in the East over top four in the West. But I think the Nuggets are the best team in the league. But I don't want to get off track. Yeah. I think one of my things with Mitchell 
from last year was he completely lost himself on defense. This guy built his college reputation on, yeah, he's undersized, but he brings it on defense. He's a pest. He gets the ball. He can get steals. He's strong as he's strong as a horse, man. Like for a guy that at his size, like he's strong, man. He can hold his own. Like he's not gonna let you bully him. At least like as far as guards go. Yeah. And then he just I think it was a product like partially of just like he was just done with the Utah. He was checked out. He's kind of just getting his. He was like, all right, let's see if what happens here. And then when things just it became obvious again that these guys were just going to get punked in the playoffs again, it, he just stopped trying. I've, I've been watching Cleveland a lot on League Pass this year. Yeah. And he, while I'm never going to – I don't think he'll ever be an elite defender or even like a top 20 defender in the league, but he's locked in. I saw him. He was moving. He went after the ball. He gives effort. That's he got some – he pestered. Like, he pestered guys in the corner that would get the ball, and he would get the ball from them. He he, he, he pesters you. Yeah. And I think that's the best that you can expect from a guy that his size from a Cleveland team that kind of builds their reputation on defense. So, I, I don't know. I'm really in on Donovan Mitchell right now. I think that uh, Josh's basically point was he was at that 71-point game. Really? He, Damn, he, wow. He was at, Good and I, can, I can confirm. I saw it on his Instagram story. Like, he was posting about it. He was at that game, and I mean, he'll say, tell you better than anybody else because he saw it for himself. But he said it was unlike, it was un- unlike any scoring performance he's ever seen before. Like Demar had like forty five in that point. Levine had like twenty something. It yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like the Bulls were just like scrubs in that game and weren't playing hard. It, he was, he was just on a different level. He was just legitimately on a different level and was the best player on the court that night by. A hot country mile. So I, I'm pretty high on Donovan Mitchell right now. I think the Booker stuff, the health stuff, kind of scares me a little bit, a little bit. But and I'm the not, team in general. And the team in general is just the the bad vibes, bad vibes right now. But I don't think it's all Booker's fault. So I'm not no. gonna I'm not gonna fault him for that. I think just I mean they were winning a lot before he got hurt. Oh, they were yeah struggling they were, but winning. They were they were still what top three seed when they were all when they were healthy or he was healthy. I think it's. Fair to basically put those two like if you want to say Booker, I'm not going to be offended. About no, it. it's it's one A one B, like until we get to the playoffs and it's more definitive. Because we've seen Booker do it in the playoffs too. He's got oh, that yeah. he's got that turn on mode, man, where he's just I'm taking over. This is my game. I'm not losing, and then he'll he'll bring you back or I've or, just if wa- it, or maybe it's a close game and you're trying to pull away. I've just watched and Booker, Booker also have those shots. I've also watched Booker have those moments where it's like, where'd you go? Dude, what's going on? Like, yeah. are you what's happening? And with Mitchell, I'm like, no, he's that guy that it's like, okay, you everybody else is taking shots. You guys are missing. Okay, I'll get your bucket. Don't worry, guys, I got this. You know, and it's like, okay, he misses his first one. Oh, he'll get the next one. You yeah. know, and with Booker, it's like, if he's cold and they're all cold, that's when we watch the Suns just totally. You know, they're gone, and it starts with Booker. And I, you don't see that on a Mitchell-led team, especially when they have offensive firepower. Which is obviously the thing they lacked in Utah, except for him. He was their offense. So I think the future of the shooting guard position is in really, really good hands. It's I, I fun. It's fun. I mean, you're, you know, okay. We we've seen the older guys. Harden. Okay, he's. We know one of the all time greats, but one of the all time greats. We know who he is, but okay, it's you know, it's it's on the downhill a little bit, or a lot of it. I don't know. Is Harden but, the modern day AI? Without the swagger and cool. No, he's modern day Carl Malone. Really? Big stats. If you look back... Went, went to a lot of different teams, was very, like, 
controversial, never won a title. I'm talking like, from ISO a player all day. I'm talking from a a, a stat perspective and yeah, if you if 40, 40 years it. from now, if you if 40 years from now people are going to look back and look at all the stats from Harden and and Carl Malone too. And if you look at it, like Carl Malone had like 11 straight all NBA teams. Like James Harden's gonna have like twelve straight All Stars. He's gonna have a bunch of All NBAs. He's got the MVP. He's got crazy scoring numbers. He's gonna be by the, when it's all said and done, Harden's gonna be top five in three point shooting, if not closer to top three, maybe like fourth or third. And people are gonna be like, "Man, was this guy like statistically was this guy like the best basketball player when he was playing? Like this is insane." But then when you add in the context and you like find out, oh wait, it was yeah, it was Carl Malone. Oh yeah, it was James Harden. Like. And, like, what you were saying, CJ, like, with all the drama of Harden, he quit on multiple teams, Carl Malone, it's just like, all right, man, like, yeah, you put up numbers, you're a great scorer, durable, never missed games, but what do you have to show for it? And I think with Harden, it's the same thing. It's like, look at the numbers, man. Look at that MVP. Man, obviously, like, one of the better offensive players of the last 20 years, but what do you have to show for it? Yeah. So I'm going, like, Carl Malone is guard James Harden or guard Carl Malone. Matt, who do you think? Allen Iverson. AI? Yeah, that's I. Uh, that's just, I mean, not to be, you know, but yeah. I'd rather watch Prime Iverson than Harden, though. Yeah, me too. But Iverson no, had magic, say that's, too. That's... I, I'm saying their career path, like, they've both been with how many teams? They have literally the same role on every team, just go get buckets. That's all they do is get buckets. And they'll go down as some of the greatest to ever score who've never won a title. I mean, yeah, Carl Malone's, and obviously he's in that argument, too. You know what I mean? But I just think it was different because Carl Malone, he was with Utah. And he was with John Stockton, and that was his team. That was his ride or die. They went to the finals. They lost together. They stayed together. That was it. You know, you didn't hear him trying to get out. He was like, okay, we lost. We'll try again next year. That was it. You know, these guys lose. Next. Who's next? Or they're not coachable, or they bring drama. Like, you know, yeah, in the 90s, maybe he was a hard ass, but... Today, it's like what even what Iverson, like he was the prima donna before it started. And he's in my top 10 favorite all time players. Like, I'm searching for an autograph card of his now. Like, I love Allen Iverson. Mm. I'm not a fan of Harden because I, I like the swagger in the game that AI brought. Where to me, it's like, okay, AI wants to win, but there is a little prima donna. James Harden, it's like all prima donna. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want to win, but there's always like something else. It's like, Come on. So, I, I don't know. Mitchell's the best. We all agree. I, I, if you're right. I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think I don't <laughs> think it's a Just bad take. Uh, real quick before you move on, I think I do want to ask this in regards to Iverson versus Harden. Does anybody outside of Houston really, really love Harden like people do with AI? Yeah. Arizona State fans. I know a lot of people that love Harden, bro. Just really a, a lot. Even you met Birdo before. Loves yeah. him. Loves him. Favorite player really? of all yeah. time. There's, there's so many Harden stands. Oh yeah. Because dude, you have to remember, like, Prime Harden. How many times when you go on ESPN and it's like Harden scores forty or fifty? Like that's all this guy does is score. I mean, he was kind of running the league for three years. Like, oh no, was, I'm he, not gonna. He I'm was not the scoring champ. Harden, like, wasn't he a scoring champ like three times? I mean, the guy averaged, like, a 30-point triple-double for a few years. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that that's my point is I can understand why people look like... He is one of the best scorers, like, of all time. One of the probably 
I w- I'll say one of the 20 best offensive players. Maybe fi- I'll say 50. He's one of the 15 best offensive players ever. But and so is Carl Malone, and so is Allen Iverson. But if we're if we're talking now, you're just getting generous. Impact. I don't know if we're just talking about like overall impact on what the league what the league it was or became or just in general like how did they impact the game? I don't, I don't know if Harden had as much impact than Iverson. I think he does. I think I I agree. I don't think he has as much. He's but got we're, a whole step back name after him. But we're saying there but rule changes. But here's what we're saying for for us is you were arguing it's Malone and Iverson, and we're not. We're saying no, it was it's, Malone and Harden. I wasn't arguing Malone and Iverson. Or yeah, Malone and Harden. I think it, we think it's Iverson and Harden, but okay. that's mul- like multiple teams. The way they score, the way they have kind of carried themselves, they always play the same role. Like, there's always been a little bit of drama. When it comes to how popular they are, AI was, like, the guy. AI was an icon, man. Right? And then Harden, like Matt and I were saying, like, I know so many basketball fans, like, so many people that like and love Harden, and that's when you know you're a star. They like you and they love you, or or they love you and they hate you. (laughs) They like and love you. (laughs) Haha. Right? That's Jokic. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> right, uh, yeah. right. Except, except if you're a seventy six or something. That's it. But, but I'm sorry, unless you're an old head Utah fan, I've never, and I don't know any old head Utah fans, so I've never heard anybody talk about Malone. I've, I mean, I'm sorry, I've never heard anybody say his name, like outside of just, you know, uh, who's the guy you let you you talk you listen to. Not Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. It's about the all- Malone, Bill Simmons. That's about the only guy I ever hear maybe bring up his name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or okay. there, or LeBron's passing him and in, in scoring. That's the only time I've heard his name. You know what I mean? In ten, fifteen years, when AI and Harden are out of the league, you're still going to hear it. Cool. Your Malone's going to be like, oh yeah, that's that guy on the stat book. No cool. offense to him, but I just thought that's his impact. Yeah. Well, that was really good. I think this is a good place to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the basketball purgatory teams. I came up with a few teams that I think are kind of stuck in a weird position. And I think it would just be fun for us to go through what we think their goals should be or what they should be doing to set themselves up for better seasons ahead. Or maybe maybe there is no direction. I don't know. We'll talk it out. We'll have some fun with it. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. So guys, I got a joke for you. What? What's up? You know how Giannis does like really bad jokes at the podium? I got a, I got a Giannis joke for you. All right, I need it. What do you call when Steven Adams loses a criminal in a foot pursuit? What? Steven almost had Adams. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. No. I was um, trying. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was a way to bring us back. There, there we go. That's... I hope the uh, people at home listening laughed. If not, you're with Matt and I and Anthony on that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I know. I'm joking with it. That'd be the first time anybody agreed with you on this podcast. Anyways. (laughs) And you fired back. All right. That's why your brother agreed with uh, me and Matt more than you last week, right? He just said you weren't weren't popping off crazy pills. That's all. What have you got to say? Whatever. Whatever. Just get get to it. I'll press rewind on episode seven. Okay. Okay. So... (laughs) 
I mentioned this before the break and in the intro that I wanted to talk about some teams that are kind of in an awkward spot where maybe they're not good enough to win a championship, but they're not really quite a tanking team. Like, they're not bottom five in the Webb and Yama sweepstakes, but maybe they should be. Or maybe they're a team that's just like a move away from being really good, but how do they get that move? I don't know. And I kind of call these teams basketball purgatory teams. So that's basically what we're going to talk about. We're going to go through these teams, go through what we think are their motivations, what's their goals right now, if they have one at all, or if we don't think they have any direction or goals, and what do they got to do to get better. So I'm just going to run through a couple teams. I want to see how you guys react to them. Give me thoughts on what you think they're doing right now or what they're not doing and how they fix it. So I want to start with an interesting one, one of our division rivals for the Nuggets, the Portland Trailblazers, who are currently 19-21. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 and have currently lost four in a row. They're playing right now. Um, Dame's playing pretty good, as CJ mentioned earlier, against the Cavs, but 8-2, or 2-8, and eight, sorry, <clears throat> not great. Uh, definitely started the year pretty hot. People kind of jumped on the bandwagon, oh, what yeah. about this Blazers team, huh? And then it's... They cooled off. It, they more than cooled off. It, it was like... <laughs> they've they've shut down. Th- they hit an iceberg, man. Yeah, they've like, shut down. It's been bad. So, I don't know, man. Uh, they're, they're my go-to one for, like, basketball purgatory because it feels like they've been here for... 15 years. All of Dame Lillard's career, yeah, it feels years. like. Yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, what do they I, do? Matt, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I think... I think they have no goals. I think they are strictly centered around getting ticket sales from Damian Lillard. I mean, you've already given his best teammate he's ever had away, and now you bring in his second best teammate, and it's still not working. I mean, if you were going to trade him, you would have done it already, and you haven't. They're not going anywhere, and they're not going to go anywhere. It's not going to happen. Poverty franchise. That's all i got to say about that. I don't think there's a way to fix it. Even if you trade Dame which is really the only piece you have to trade, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, you're not going to bring in two bench guys and a few first-round picks and have Jeremy Grant leading the charge to an NBA Finals. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and I was I was doing some research on all the teams for Portland, 11th in the West. What I found interesting was they are they have they score 112 points per game, right? How many what do you think they get scored on? Well, definitely more than that. I think I've seen it's it's exactly what they score. Yeah. It's one twelve. They offensively anything offensively they're point the, six offense. No, it's literally it's one twelve one twelve. I I that was the one stat I wanted to find with the this is to kind of find where their weaknesses are. Portland's literally in the middle for offense. They're in the middle of the league for defense. A part of that is because they had a really strong go, and now they have fallen back to the more back half of the league in a lot of their stats. The one that does carry them is their three-point percentage. They're seventh in the league at 37.2. So they're hitting threes pretty decently. But other than that, I mean, the number one thing I put, I put find their identity. They, they don't, what's their identity? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's, oh, Damian Lillard, and then it's like, I'm sorry, how, you know. You want to try and see if Damian Lillard is, you know, LeBron or somebody like that. Steph, somebody who's going to take you there. Okay, well, go ahead and try that for two, three years. That didn't work out. Dame's that guy who, if you get him the right two, he's going to be able to take you far. 
and they have to work together. I agree with Matt. Trading away C.J. McCollum, why? Do I like who they got back or who they have now? Yeah, I do like their team, but it's still not working. So, to me, trade, get as much as you can, get your firsts, and, I mean, you're not going to get Victor this year because, you know, already where you're at, but just blow it up, trade Damian Lillard and, and restart. I mean, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, I think their team, I liked their offseason actually a little bit. I did too. I, I liked the trade for Jeremy Grant. I liked that they, before that, they got Josh Hart. I think Josh Hart's a winning player, and I think he... Yeah, I like Josh Hart. He should be on a contender. He would be... And Anthony Simons is Anthony nice. Simons, I, dude, even more, like, I don't know why more people aren't talking about him. It's because he's not a Rookie of the Year candidate, but Shaden Sharp, man. Well, that, it's they're, pretty nice. They're that 11th guy, in the West. What a, what That's a why. Awesome pick. I was he was one of those guys that going into the draft classes like every evaluation was uh he didn't play a lot we don't really know we yep. don't know what this guy's going to be and man did they did they like swing in a hit with him man he's awesome he might have the best hops of anybody I've seen <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry of anybody to hit a fadeaway in at the top of the key I'm not picking Russell Westbrook who just did that to tie the game Against Dallas. Sorry, we're watching the game live podcast. It it, it it's a wild game. I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt that. No, that was that was so rude. I, uh, and we're, then we're hoops fans. Come uh, on, I, we gotta I, react. I, Westbrook's got 20. He's playing out of his mind. That's probably the best game of the year for him right now. He's had some pretty good games. He's oh oh yeah. Look at that. The soft touch bounces off the front of Does the rim, the off baby. the glass. I mean, dirty. I got the emote on my my player. The rocket baby. Yeah, I dunk on people and then do the rocket baby. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get back to Portland, guys. We're sorry about that. No, we, okay. we could cut it out, we, but we might just leave it in and have you guys watch the highlights. We can <laughs> we can, we can, can wrap it up with Portland. All I was going to say was, liked their offseason, but didn't love it because of, of exactly what you guys are saying. They, It's a nice team if they've got two all-star guys there. And unfortunately, I just don't think they've got... They don't get the two all-star guys. I, I'm wondering if maybe Dame Lillard is better off as a, pl- a, a second option and not maybe a number one. Like, if he was next to... But who's going to go to Portland and make him that second were, option? Well, not so much anymore. And he's not that type to leave. Like, his loyalty is... He's not leaving. So it's like... Sure. They're, so they got to get somebody there. You're right. And, and to me, Portland, like, I will tip my hat because of any way they do it, like, I think they kind of did it the best way if they said, okay, we have a second star, or, I mean, I don't think he's a superstar. I mean, he's he's an all-star to a degree, C.J. McCollum, right? I, I'd put Off him and in. on. I'd put him right? in. There, there's he's, like in the Jamal, he's like in the Jamal Murray No, cat. come on, he's better than Jamal. Uh, Dame? No, not Dame, C.J. McCollum. Oh, It's okay, like he's bad. almost making all-stars. You know, off and on, you know, he could make it, he can't. It's always scoring 20-some points per game, not over 25 to get him in the conversation of anything special, you know, but not low enough where you're like, no, this guy's not good. You know what I mean? So it's like the only way to fix that, you know you're not going to get another star or all-star caliber player in Portland. So what are you going to do? You're going to get a bunch of dudes who can just flat out, they're good. You know, and that's what they surrounded themselves with. Shaden Sharp, Jeremy Grant, uh, Anthony Simons, Josh Hart. Like, 
They have nice players all around them. But, and I hate to say this, Damian Lillard's not that guy to bring elevate all those guys up to where somebody possibly may be. Because they're all great players. But I just, that's the issue is I, I think they think too highly of Dame. And it's not that he's not good. It's like, no, he, he just needs to be a number two somewhere. Like, a, you know, Dame being a number two in Miami to Butler, you know how fun that would be? Let's put a bow on Portland, but real quick, before we get to the next team, just rapid fire. So you'd rather, would you rather do a sale on, like, Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant? Those are your two bigger contracts right now. And they're your older and just, guys. And just try to get back whatever you can, get some nice young pieces, go for picks, so then you can rebuild the team how you want to. Or would you try to trade, like, those guys, like, Grant, Hart, package like Sharp in there, or Simons, package those three guys together and some picks to get a, a, a top 15-ish player and really try to make a run with the remainder of Dame. Because I feel like those are really the only two options, and I know that's, for a lot of teams, that's kind of their options. I know it's not unique, but you're the GM and you're at you're putting at the point trade deadline. What do you do? Are you riding it out and just say, "All right, let's go in the off season and I'll, see I'd trade Dame in the off season. I mean, I'm not gonna trade him in the middle of the season. Okay, it's not gonna work anyways. No. Okay, especially with where CJ? they're at in the rankings. But the way I see it is uh, the Kings. Like you know how the Kings have solid players now, even though they traded away Hallie, mm-hmm. right? But Hallie, it's like he's now finding his 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 area in Indiana they're all kind of doing the same both teams benefited from that trade to me I think you can have that situation with like I'm just going to throw this out there maybe it's a totally shitty one you guys can agree you guys could disagree like okay let's say uh Damian Lillard and uh Jeremy Grant for like SGA like OKC they got fun young players you'd still have Gideon fun young players there Right, that that would be that. I still think that'd be a great foundation for them to try to see what they can have, and clearly it's more attractive of a place if you've already had the likes of like Harden and Westbrook and KD play there. Even though they've been drafted and sub, they still have more of that than Portland does. And then Portland still gets SGA. You're putting him with Shade and Sharp. You're putting him with Josh Hart, and you're putting him with Anthony Simons. I mean, just like Halley, the Kings. Pacers, I think did you can you say, have a win. Did you say D. Lil and Grant for SGA? SGA. That's that. OKC's hanging up. Yeah. Okay, throw a first in there, maybe. No. The, okay. Well, up. I'm just saying. Okay, they're so like I said, if it's a shitty trade, call me on it. But I'm saying a trade like that. There's 28 other teams than we can talk about. But I'm just saying, I think you can okay. work out a trade to get Dil- Damian Lillard out of there. You have enough young guys there. Try to trade him for somebody else who's nice and young and let that young core grow. I mean, how many times have we watched that in the league now where these young cores are growing together and they're actually winning? You know what I mean? It's nice to see. So I, I say take that approach if you're Portland. And you tried yeah. to, and it just didn't work. So redo it. Because yeah. Lillard's not getting younger. You know, yeah. And his value's not going up You know, as he sure. gets older. So take well, advantage of his, of his value. Let's go ahead and move on to our next team. We're going to go to the Eastern Conference to a team that's actually doing surprisingly well. They're, I, I thought they were going to be one of the three worst teams this year. Um, 
The Indiana Pacers. Really? Are, you did? I thought the Pacers oh, were going to be. Oh, I did not. More, I thought they were going to be tanking. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be because their team was bad. I thought it was going to be they wanted Webb and Yama. I think I had them in my plan. I, I, I did not. So they're currently 23-18. and 18. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. I think they're legitimately good. Yes, they are good. But well, I don't know what the – what's the ne- – the reason I put them in this, like me, they're not full-on in purgatory, but they're teetering on it because I don't know what their next move is to get to the next level because you've got a nice guys – you could easily just say, well, let the young guys develop and get better. But I, I really do think that they should be aggressive and try to be a buyer at the trade deadline or in the summer and try to get who an, all-star, who, an all-star guy. So this this is who I thought. And I, I didn't tell you guys this before because I wanted you guys to react to it. So I really think they're one like solid all-star away from being a really, really tough team in the East that could compete with the likes of the Bostons, Philly, Brooklyn, et cetera, especially when a lot of those teams are getting older. Milwaukee, kind of getting older. Philly, eh, they're getting a little older. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn, definitely getting older. I think there's a window for them here. So I basically settled on two players. One of them, I think it's an obvious one. The other one, maybe not as much. Okay. Um, DeAndre Ayton is the first one. Okay, that's fun. They, they tried to get him. They had him in a contract because Phoenix – Decided to mess around. Didn't want to commit to him. I don't think he wants to be in Phoenix anymore. Um, Phoenix took him as a prisoner. It's you, you want volunteers, not prisoners. I agree. And he's clearly not happy there. I think there's an opportunity for them to go and get Aiton. You've got Turner. You've got some some nice young guys. Duarte. Um, they got picks. And I think they could make a move for DeAndre Aiton, who I think kind of completes that team offensively. It puts them at another tier beyond what Miles Turner can take them with Halliburton, with Matherin, who are the real deal. The other guy, and I actually, I would actually prefer to see this guy in Indiana just to see what happens. How do you feel about Anthony Davis with uh, Indiana? Uh, oh, see, I was going to go with another big. I thought I would, uh, you were going to throw well, well, at well, us. Talk about give me, t- react to Anthony Davis first, and then I want to hear your guy. I mean, honestly, I think it'd be a shitty trade for Indiana. Like, uh, all AD is going to do is get hurt, and you're just banking on him to be healthy enough for a playoff run and for your team to have enough chemistry by the time you, you hit that. And I personally, I I just, I'm a huge LeBron fan anywhere he goes. Yes, he's paired with AD. That's why I liked AD. But, like, outside of that, when he was with the Pelicans, like, the guy just, he's always hurt. The talent is there more and beyond so many other players. Like, if we're going off talent level, he's, he, you could argue he's a top five talent in sure. the league, like, without a doubt. If he stayed healthy, he'd be MVP candidate every single year. Like, it would be nuts. People would instantly give I anything agree. to have AD. But that's just simply not the case. So I, I don't th- – I think Indiana hit it out the ballpark when they traded for Halley. I think doing – I think going for that – would just be them reaching. My idea, well, it wasn't an idea until you brought it up, but my idea was Cap, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns. Hmm. That's a fun one. All right. It's just uh, a fun one to flow. Uh, could you imagine Hallie out there, the way he distributes the ball, Cap, probably all around, one up, if not the best, shooting big. I mean, three mid-ring, I mean, he can knock down anywhere. I mean, if you kept Buddy Heald, maybe you'd have to ship off Buddy Heald. But if you kept healed, also one of the best three-point shooters, 
that team would be dangerous. You're not getting rid of Matherin either. I mean, go ahead, give up, give up your picks. Go ahead and then ride your core. That pff, that Pacers team would be nasty for a long time. I'm just so skeptical of Carl Anthony Towns ever being a winning player. That's my I, issue. Matt, what, I don't know. Do he, you, you want to chime in here? I don't think he'd be the one, which is why it works. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. I don't I don't think they need to move anything. Honestly, I think in the summer they need to pick up a veteran. I think they have a lot of young pieces. I mean, they have Buddy Heald, who's fairly young. What He was in the same class as Jamal Murray. Um, they got he's Halle, I mean, he's Halliburton. 30. They got Duarte. They got... Matherin, who's a rookie and playing out of his mind, and Halliburton, arguably the best passer in the league behind Jokic. It's just, I like seeing teams, especially young teams, build. And they're, what are they? They're eighth something in the West right now, pretty close. They're, who, the the Pacers? Yeah. Oh, they're sixth. Yeah, they're sixth right now. I don't think you blow it up at all. I think you let these guys play together. I'm not saying blowing up. I'm saying be a buyer and take what we've got now, because clearly what they've got now, it works. But so, they're not. But they're not on the same level as the Boston, yeah. Brooklyn guys. I, so how do they get there? That's my question. I think you let them develop. I okay. think that's a team you let them develop. They just have so many pieces. You don't. Matherin will be probably starting in a few years, next year or the year after that. I mean, and then you've got Halliburton. Chris Duarte is only going to get better. Buddy Heald strapped. I mean, sometimes he's dropping over thirty points a game solely off of three pointers. I think they yeah. have what it takes. And then Miles Turner at center. I think they have everything they need. So so this is this is what I put in, right? Points per game, they're 10th in the league at 115.6, right? They are this is I find this funny, but they are 22nd in field goal percentage at 46.3. So offensively, if you're going to say something, you can say okay, they we need somebody, we need a better shooter, okay? Or or, or you you need to add a shooter, okay? Obviously 7th in the East, we've covered that. They're twentieth in points per game allowed. Okay, it's fifth. It's one fifteen point seven. So they're barely allowing more points than they're scoring. So that tells me is if they're going to trade, I like both your ideas. They need to add a veteran, and I think I think they need to kind of take the same approach Denver did. They need to add like a Bruce Brown and like a KCP type player. They need Give adult your NBA players and your three and D. And I think yeah. this Pacers team would be strapped. Other than that, I just got an idea. Let Matherin and Halley just let him grow. I mean, dude, like Matt, he brought up Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's thirty. Buddy Heald's one of the older guys on the team, right? Your youngest guys, Miles Turner's twenty six. Okay, Benedict Matherin, he's like twenty or something stupid. Halliburton's the same age. So between those three guys, you have everything you need right there in those three. Miles Turner doesn't need to be. You know, not how many how many centers are there that are you know championship teams are winning because of their center. When's the last time we saw it? I mean, at the AD and LeBron combo, but even it's like okay, AD plays the four. He does he really play the five? No, he he gets upset about it because he gets hurt because <laughs> he gets bodied. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I I like Matt's idea. Let him grow. If you're going to pursue a trade, I think then. Either, I mean, obviously there's only two traits, a small one or a big one. If you're going to go small, just keep it keep it a vet. I mean, I hate when guys have a young nucleus and then they either reach or they try to bring in bad vets. You know what I mean? Like if you brought in like a Westbrook to that team, that's not helping them. 
just yeah. because he's an older guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he's just gonna teach him so bad I got shooting. A, I got an older vet. I got an older vet. Matt just gave me this Spencer idea. Spencer Dinwiddie? No. Um would you give like a two year max to Chris Middleton? Oh, because he's a free agent at the at the end of the season. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. I just, would just see if he takes it. Oh, I think float he it would. out there. Now you got it. Now you got a clear backcourt: Matherin, Halley. You, you got, got Middleton at the three. You, you probably lose Miles Turner, who's in a contract year, because you have to pick one or the other. Really, I don't think they're going to be able to afford both. But who do you? Who? I mean, Aiton, you could try to trade for Aiton. I think the center position is a little weird. I think unless you have that superstar guy, you don't give him the money there. And I think yeah. you, that's why I don't, I don't think you give Miles Turner the money because I think you could find serviceable centers around the league. Even after like Robin career. Lopez is out there. Robin Lopez can contribute. He's, no, JaVale he's, McGee can JaVale contribute. JaVale McGee, there's good, capable role player centers out there that will just do their job. And fit into a lot of different schemes. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I think you let Miles Turner walk, and float some money out there to like Chris Middleton. Just see like if he what what if he takes it? What if things in Milwaukee get a little sour? Milwaukee's like not offering him the max, or they're not offering him the money because they're scared of his health. And so so let me give you some right unrestricted free agents going into next year. Miles Turner is obviously one of them. Uh, the guy that they have above him, who's better. Well, cost more, I should say, not better. Well, you can argue it. Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you have Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez, though, is almost 35. You have Dwight Powell, Serge Ibaka, uh, Jacob, how do you say his last name? Jakob Pertle. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, there Okay, so not Jacob. Jakob yeah, Pertle, right? And then, I mean, those, that's like, you probably don't want to go anywhere else besides those guys. So, I mean, outside of trading, who, who who are you going for? I mean, Vucevic, Lopez, Powell, everybody's older. They're all older, except the guy you just said. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce his name. Jakob Pertl, bro. <laughs> Jakob. Pertl might be nice on there, but I don't think he fixes... Their issue. So that's I don't my think he thing fixes is... their issues or takes them to the next level. So that's where I'm kind of thinking but... an Aiton, a Davis, or a Middleton would be pretty helpful for them. I don't Aiden, know if Middleton takes Davis, them over the Middleton. top, but I think maybe you've got a higher ceiling with maybe Aiden or Davis. I don't know. I don't know. Those are those are that's actually really interesting. I think I think I agree with you guys like a, a little bit. I, I'm and we're, we're we're arguing over a team that's currently like way overachieving. 100%. They're, they're playing really well right now. But they're maybe the, they're but in maybe a good spot. But maybe they're not because I mean, if you think Halliburton's that guy, you know what I mean? Matherin, besides, you know, Paolo, he's the best rookie coming out of the class. Buddy Heald's always going to hit threes. Miles Turner, I think, is probably, out of everybody, Miles Turner is the biggest surprise this year on that team. He's having a career year. So that's exactly why, yeah, it comes down to their center. Are they going to pay him because he's having a career year now? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know. But you can't, you can't not get better. You know what I mean? You can't you can't backtrack on your center sure. and and get worse, especially at that position, especially in the East. So, I mean, if you got to pay Miles Turner because he's not playing bad, he's not old. He's twenty six. He's an asset that can be. And moved. he's an asset, and he's, he's played amazing. well. So it's yeah. like, why why give that up if you don't have to? Unless it comes down to payment. Okay. Because your team's working. 
all it comes down to is age and letting them, you know, letting them work it out. Let's uh, let's go to the next theme and then we'll we'll go to break. Um, another, I think this is actually. You guys might agree, might not agree. I think the biggest underachievers of the season so far, the Atlanta Hawks at nineteen and twenty-one. They're four and six in their last ten. Drama in the locker room. Trade rumors. Coach, coach might be on the hot seat. Could Nine get fired. Th- the, I, I don't know. I seriously don't know what's going to happen in this team. They are. I think they're one of the more interesting teams to watch in the second half of the season. Maybe they get hot and they go on a crazy win streak and they start saying, shut up, you guys hated us or doubted us. And they could we do finally, that again. They have they the talent. It out. Or it could, I could see completely imploding and becoming like the biggest collapse story of of the of the season. Um it it's tough for the Hawks. They're ninth in the East. They're eleventh in points per game at one fifteen, right? They're tied for twenty first in points per game allowed at one sixteen point three. So clearly obviously that's not a surprise. I mean I, I watch their games, I just pull up the stats to give more, you know, understanding of the situation. They have their defense is bad. But the surprising stat, which is honestly, out of all the stats that I went for, hit this, Schroeder, damn you. We're watching the Lakers game. They're up by one with 48 seconds left against Dallas. It's an absolute game, right? I put a lot of work into the segments. And I don't give a damn about no I, Lakers game. And, I, and, and that's what's funny, even though you're watching it, right? <laughs> but my favorite stat of all, and I find this hilarious, they are 27th in three-point percentage. At thirty three point two percent, which they can. But here's the thing, this is this is the next line below it. I put Trey Young is toxic, and he is field goal percentage. It is his worst since he was a rookie, and it is a career worst for him from three. So, do they blow it up because everybody on their team seemingly is not performing? No, I've watched the Hawks have great second halves of the season. If the second half of the season looks like the first, and they're the ninth seed barely making the play-in, yeah, you you have to do something. And the biggest thing to me, even before the trade deadline, I'll say, for the Hawks is if you are in the front office or you're in the locker room and you're thinking, hey, I can't fix this situation with the players that are in here. Then blow it up right now and see what you can get. And, yeah, maybe you can't salvage the season, but it's better than letting a toxic culture continue to just eat away at your franchise and everybody there. I, I think that's the worst thing you can do. So, I, 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 and that's not my decision. That's not my, you know, take. That's the front office, and that's just that's what I think they should base it off of. Can we just give it up to John Collins for just – Hitting his like three or four year anniversary of being on the trade block. <laughs> oh, he'll be traded. Nobody wants him. He'll be everybody, traded this year. Everybody keeps saying that every year. I think. Oh yeah, the, the Nuggets the, are going to trade a, a G for John Collins. No, absolutely bro. not. I would. I would, be, I would be crushed. Stop. <laughs> I would. I would Don't be. Joke about I that, would bro. be crushed. No, we're not trading A G. He is having a career like, year, bro. But I. But I have a point with that. Like, they everybody keeps saying like well they got a lot of young guys and trade assets that they can move but then they seemingly like I, I guess I would say that John Collins is their best asset right now if either him or Capella 
Like, if we're not talking Trey and DeJounte, mm-hmm. and they can't trade him. They can't yep. trade either of the guys. They've been trying to trade Capella for a bit well, they now, ju- too. Yeah, they just traded for DeJounte. That's why it's like... They 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 keep trying to trade these guys, and it doesn't happen. So that's where I, I think they're in a tricky position, because clearly, like, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. I think Trey I think Trey Young's entitled. I think he's... I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say he's toxic, because, like, everybody defines toxic differently. To me, like, toxic is, like... You just lead a bad locker room, in my opinion. Okay, so, the, okay, then I think maybe that maybe he is toxic, then. If that's the definition, then I think you're right. Um, I don't think Trey Young's... You know, he's going to run, like, 40 pick-and-rolls a game. That's what he likes to do. I don't think he sets guys up to get touches and get better. And you look at teams that are happy, guys that have good locker rooms, good chemistry, and yeah. fun, whether they're a title contender or not... It seems they get touches, and the, the brawl spreads around. Look at Denver. Look at the Warriors consistently year after year. Everybody gets their touches. Everybody gets the feel of the ball. Everybody gets a shot. Everybody gets a moment, and maybe it's not your game, but you'll get a game. In a, you'll get a game next time. Well, it's like these guys have, like, <clears throat> you know, they brag about having, like, this Mamba mentality where it's like, hey, I'm going to put up 20, 25 shots a game. But it's like, well, you got to be the guy that's hitting those shots, but at the same time, you have to be a good leader. You have to know how to help better those teammates. Like, you got to be there more than just a teammate for these guys, you know? And it's like, that's it, not just, you know, Kobe or, you know, a stupid analogy or something like that. But it's like, that's anybody who's who, who wants to be a true leader and be the number one on the team. It's like, that's why so many people struggle with Kawhi. Because it's like, do you feel like Kawhi's de- doing these types of things? Yeah, but no. Kawhi doesn't have an ego, bro. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's different, but at the same time, it's the same. Like, it's it's a different issue, but at the same time, it's just not leading a locker room. I don't, don't want to. I don't think honestly, it's the I don't want at all, bro. I don't want to. Let's not uh, do okay, another that, trade. That, that trade that biggest accomplishment is getting Knicks fans to hate him. Okay, okay, that, okay. So then, I'll call myself out on the bad so comp. Let's, bad comp. Let, let, let me ask you this: um, am, am I crazy for? Thinking. This might be a okay. bad opinion. I, I don't know or not. And I, I will accept, I'll accept it if, if it's yes, but I need you guys to kind of sell me on it. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the Hawks making the Eastern Conference Finals, not only was it pre- premature, but I think it 100%. was probably the worst thing that could have happened to them. Because they weren't going to win it. They weren't going to win it, no. Because look, they let's just say Ben Simmons doesn't have the biggest meltdown I've ever seen a player have in the second round. That guy had the biggest playoff meltdown I've ever seen a player have in my life. Hey, they hey, caught. Hey, 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 hey! You know I like Ben. I know, but, I, but dude, that guy set records for how bad he was in crunch time with yeah. free throw shooting and shooting and everything. Defense. Dunk the set, ball. Is dude like I? I have a really hard time thinking that if he was even just like twenty percent better. If we're saying Ben Simmons in that series was like a 30 or a 40%, if Ben Simmons was like a 50 or a 60%, at least on defense, and not like missing every free throw that he shoots, I think they, the Sixers probably win that series. Yeah. We could debate that. That's a different conversation. But let's just say the Sixers win that series. Are we talking about the Hawks in the same regard where we're saying, I don't know, watch out for the Hawks. Oh, they're kind of sexy. Oh, DeJounte Murray, look at this. They can compete. We're not talking about that because they we would have been saying, like, look, they haven't done anything. Like, I need to see it first. Okay, nice trade, but let's see it. So I, I kind of think maybe making that Eastern Conference Finals might have been bad for them because it set 
higher expectations than what they were ready for. Yep. I think it was. I think it was an overachievement. They they were great, but I think that, you know it was a. They got hot at the right time. They caught the right teams at the right time. As soon as they ran into Milwaukee, it was over. It was a wash. They ran into the healthier, better team that was going to win the title. Way better team. Well, that's why way I, better team. I I, I, under, I and that's where I agree with you. It's like it's setting those standards, and it's like we watched it with the Warriors. Like the Warriors had the breakout year, right? And they beat the Nuggets when they were at the two seed, and the Warriors were the seven seed, and I'll never forget it. I was freaking irritated as all hell, right? But then they just—that's when they came out. Like they exceeded expectations. You're like, okay, this could be a real team if they hold it together. Like they have all the talent there, but Kerr, like they were able to hold it, hold it together, and they were able to capitalize and continue to grow. And there's so many other teams like Milwaukee. It's the same thing. They were able to do the same thing. You know, yeah, that they they had their big jump out and then yeah, lost, came back, kept it together. The Hawks, it's like, okay, you have it, what are you doing with it? And we've seen it from other teams. Okay, you lost it. It's 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 nowhere to be found. There's something in there that's not working for you guys. And until you guys find the cancer in the locker room, this just is not gonna happen. So you know, best of, best of wishes to the Hawks. I'm a fan. You know, I like a lot of their players on their team. I was well, that was one of the teams I was most excited about going into the season because I'm like, oh my gosh, if you know, if this could be the year, it's like, oh my gosh, don't you know, don't make them another, you know, don't make them my Dallas Cowboys. Oh, this is the year. No, it's not. No, this yeah. one is though. No, it's not. It's like. Yeah, we're losing to the Buccaneers on Monday. I understand that. You know, I I set my expectations fairly as a fan. I'm, you know, I'm actually I'm actually kind of hoping the Cowboys get just one. Just give me, just show me one. Dumb, we've man. never beat to Tom it. Brady. I need to see. I it. know this basketball, but I'm a Cowboys fan. We've never beat Tom Brady, and he's the goat. But it's like, I just want to beat the Not goat once. And if you could beat the goat in the playoffs in the first round, when the last two years you've opened the season up. And they've been some of the best games of the year, and you've lost to them. You know, if you're football fans, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a Cowboys fan, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But back to the Hawks. Actually, you know what? We could probably. Matt, do you have anything yeah, else to chime in wrap, on the Hawks? Wrap us up, Matt. What do the Hawks do? I guess you haven't even spoke about the Hawks. Bro, I don't like the Hawks. I don't like Trey Young very much. I think he's very egotistical. I think he has a huge head. Yes, he's going to give you 27 and 10 at almost every night, but he's not that guy. He's not going to lead a team to a championship. I don't think he has the pieces around him to do it. I mean, if he had... If you put him on a team with a better bench, yeah, he could get it done probably. And a better big than Clint Capella. He's mid, in my opinion. But I just, I don't know what to do with the Hawks. I mean, do you you trade players? I don't think so. Who are you going to get back? Nobody really. I I mean, I think your best bet is getting a new coach and maybe... Scrambling the bench See around. See what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing if DeJounte and Trey Young maybe start meshing a little bit better. Maybe Trey Young, you know, becomes a better leader as time goes on. He gets older, which I think he will. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't really know what to do about the Hawks. I think, I, I think I'm with Matt on this one. I think it's it's a little too early to say, all right, cut the cord. Let's, let's cut Trey and... Let's just see what we can get back. He's um, a good player. Oh, he's, he's great. He's a phenomenal player. I think maybe you it's don't... time to explore coaching op- options. I, I've never been a big McMillan guy. I don't think he necessarily. Oh, 
I want to see him under like oh, pop or like in Miami, like somewhere where strip. it's like you're not gonna mess around, like that you're going to get yeah. pretty much. I put it this way, daddied. Like you're mm. not going to be the man. Like, sorry, you're you're running this. I think system. they call it getting sunned, man. Okay. I think Trey okay. Young needs to get sunned. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. 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 He needs to get put in his place, and the Hawks they just fail to do that. So it's like. If you guys can't do it, then ship him to somewhere that can and get some stuff that works for you and your franchise. I think we're all on the same page with the Hawks. Let's take a quick break, and then we come back, we're going to wrap it up with my final two purgatory teams. So uh, if you're listening, thanks for hanging with us. We'll be back in a little bit. Okay, so the Toronto Raptors is my I think they're actually the most purgatory ridden team out of this entire conversation. They used to be that team that maybe not a title contender, but you didn't want to see them in the first round. Yeah. Um they were really missing that Kawhi level guy before 2019. <clears throat> Good team, one seed one year, two seed, three seed, you know, up there. But just never able to really get over the hump, thanks to LeBronto. They were they were a great regular season team. They get always. they get Kawhi Leonard, they get the job done. Mm-hmm. Team just works. They're scrappy. They were fun. They were good. And then you add that superstar there, and then it just comes together and works. Kawhi leaves. Shocker. Not surprising actually. Yeah. And since then they've been like I said, really good team. Nobody really wants to play them. There, it's like, oh shit, I gotta play the Raptors tonight. All right, like they're just gonna make you work. Yeah, they're gonna be hard to play. And I feel like they've really regressed this year. Um, Fran VanVleet, it's a down year. I he's one of my favorite players. I love the guy. I love his story. Um, Pascal Siakam, I love the guy. I love his story. He's actually fantastic this year. Yeah. Oh, I feel like they're really wasting a Siakam year right now. But Van Vliet, it's the three-point shootings down. He's not very good at getting his own shot on twos. Beyond that, you know, the, the Scotty Barnes, he hasn't... I, I'm not out on Scotty Barnes, but he just hasn't developed the way that I thought he was in year two. And now Nick Nurse, I feel like he's in a position where he just doesn't know how to use these guys. Mm-hmm. And he's putting Scotty Barnes at the five. He's like, all right, let's just try it out. And that's a sign to me that you really don't know what to do with the guys that you have. So I don't know if we need to talk too much about the Raptors, but I do think they are a potential let's blow it up and let's go after Webb and Yama or Scoot Henderson team. Do you guys agree or not? Um, I, I Go ahead, Matt. I think they're too good to even be in contention for either of those guys this year. But I think it's pretty easy what you do. I think you trade Siakam. And I really like Siakam. He's actually one of the players I respect in the league a lot. But... Um, He's just never going to be that number one guy for a team winning a championship. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. And, yeah, he could be a number two, but who are you going to get, trade to get that number one in there? I just don't see it happening unless you let Scotty develop, which, like you said, he's not developing nearly as fast as we thought he would. And Fred Van Fleet is slowly on the decline. So I think you trade him and you kind of start over a little bit. Not a full rebuild, but, yeah, I, I think you get some new pieces, maybe – you know, better guards, maybe, I don't know, get Van Fleet in that deal as well, but it's not going to work. I'd say, I agree. I'd say, Trey, why not trade Van Fleet now before people realize that he's not a good trade asset anymore? Like, you could trick somebody. I wouldn't even say trick it, because I think he could help teams. Austin well, Austin last week mentioned that I think that's a team that Miami could could be a, a yeah. Fred Van Fleet, and he would help them. 
He'd be good for them. There's he's a, a lot of teams he would help. There's a lot so, of teams he would help. So he's not he's not washed or anything like that. But if re- you're but if you're the Raptors, maybe it's just let's let's get him out now before people before the decline really maybe starts kicking in and his contract like okay now we're really paying him a lot of money. Well, let, let and me. It re- gets harder to trade him. Like, why not trade him now, right? And keep Siakam and see if what you can get back. Let me let me read these stats off to you guys for for the Raptors because I I really like finding what I found for them. Obviously, eleventh in the East, they're twenty fifth in points per game at one eleven point seven. Like that's horrible, right? Ninth in opponents point per game, right? So they're actually in a weird area. Or 111.4. So they're still scoring more than they're allowing, which is really hard to do. And then you're not, you're 11th. You're not even in the play in. You know what I mean? But what went along with that when I kept digging and I was like, okay, like I watch them understand, like I was like, okay, let me, let me look at their shooting because I know they can't shoot. They're 29th in both field goal percentage and three point percentage. That's bad. They're shooting 44.8 and 33%. Now, here, here's the thing with them, okay? And this is... Actually, this might be my my other favorite stat of the night. They are first in turnovers on offense per game. That means they have... They, they turn the ball over the least amount at 11.7. Mm-hmm. So they can't score, but they're not going to give you the ball. So like you guys were talking about, you guys were talking about trading, you know? Knowing they need scoring, they have their defense, you know, who who are you going to give up? Man, I'll, I'll ask you this: Who who are you going to give up to give them that that push? Because they clearly they have what they need. They just they they're lacking a true number one score, in my opinion. I mean, either Siakam or Fred Van Fleet. I don't think you get rid of Scotty Barnes. I think he has too much upside to just give up on now, I even agree. though he's not playing as good as yeah. everybody thought he would. But I think honestly, like I was saying earlier, that four or five role, unless it's Giannis. Or Jokic, you're not really depending on that to be your, you know, number one player to mm-hmm. win you a championship. I mean, it's almost guards every single year or a three. I think they, I think their issues. They, I do actually think maybe they should tank. Um, they're not totally for out. the first though. They wouldn't. They're, they're, they're two, not going to. All you have to do. All, well, here's the thing. All you have to do is have like top four odds. To be able to potentially get the first, so they may not be one of the four worst teams, but I think going for it at least is better than where they're at now. They're not, dude. They're not making the play-in tournament. Let's be honest. I don't. I don't I, think really. They are. I mean, the Bulls. The way the Bulls. The Bulls have been going. good for three weeks, man. Yeah, the Bulls are playing pretty. They've good. been good for three weeks. They there was the drama about Demar Levine not getting along. Billy Donovan might be on the hot seat. I think they had some tough conversations and. They've been playing really well. They're not, like, getting blown out anymore. They're winning games. They're playing hard. And DeMar and Levine are... Levine's, like, starting to finally come along. Finally. It seems like, man, this guy, he'll give you, like, two months of just awesome basketball. When that is, I don't know. So I feel like we're finally getting the good stretch of basketball from Zach Levine at the halfway point of the season, finally. So I don't, I, I don't know. I just think there's teams that I are better. I think there's just... Too many teams better than them right now for them to say, well, let's just write it out and see what we can get before they just finish the season with, like, the 13th overall pick. And who, who are you grabbing there that really helps them in any way? I, I think it's worth a try. I just don't think they can justify tanking with the talent they have. 
But if you trade... It doesn't make any sense. Okay, trade Van Vliet and, like, Gary Trent Jr. And say, okay, we'll keep Siakam because he's an all-star. He's clearly the best that we've got right now. You don't want to quit on that just yet. You you get a great draft pick there, a good first-rounder there that you really can be a franchise guy. I don't think it's impossible for with him, Scotty Barnes... Because like I'm with you, Matt. I'm not out on Scotty. He's having a you know he hasn't been he's been a little underwhelming, but I think he's just going to be a guy that maybe like by year four will be like ah there it is, okay now now let's see what this guy is. I mean, how long did it take? I mean, we I mean, could bring this up about a lot of guys. Like how many guys were just like year four were like oh there okay now I see it. So I'm not out on Scotty. I don't think I think he's I wouldn't say he's untouchable, but. I don't. I don't think they're taking calls on him either, and I don't think honestly. I don't think they're gonna trade Siakam. That's why I'm not putting him in consideration because I just don't think they're going to. But I think at least they consider Trent, Van Vliet, uh, Boucher, guys like that. I, I think they're on the table. See, when you're looking at like the bottom, like the play-in area guys, right, or, or teams, I should say, it, in the East, you're looking at the Raptors, you're looking at the Heat, you're looking at the Bulls, right. The Raptors and the Bulls in their last eleven, they're both six and five. Okay, so it's like five hundred. They win couple, lose couple, win couple, lose couple. Chicago in their last eleven is like three and eight. Like Chicago's on the down roll, down spiral of of those teams in the East. So that's why, in my opinion, like I can see the Raptors. I think the Heat's are, I think the Heat's going to be fine. I but I definitely see the Raptors being able to get a 9 or 10 seed. I I, I guess I, just what uh, good does that do them? They get the 9 10 seed, they probably lose. They probably oh, I, don't make the playoffs. Oh, they're, I agree. they're not going to beat the Pacers or Miami and then like I said you're left with the 13th overall pick and they're just back where they are next year. Well, so. that's why I kind of I like Matt's ideas, you know, I don't think they have to totally blow it up because you have a lot of talent. And you have guys that you can use in the right system. You want system. to trade their best talent? You have really, you have a great defense. You you literally are lacking shooters. Like if you could swap out a couple guys for some quality shooters. Like if you can somehow get a buddy healed, so you know you're going to have somebody who knocks down threes, and then you're going to be able to have. Uh, I can't even name somebody else. I just healed's always on the trade block, and he's always out there. Right, but that's a guy who's who can give you quality, absolutely quality time on the floor, and then maybe they go after like a like a Bones Highland type guy, somebody who's fiery off the bench who can come in and give you sixteen, eighteen off the bench, and this yeah, they're put, streaky. This just puts them where they were at last season, the scrappy, likable group of but what cast else, offs but what that else is isn't going to win anything. But what else anything? is Toronto? I mean, if they're trying to tank to get a worse pick, dude, I'm sorry. They're not going to be worse than the Hornets. They're not going to be worse than the Pistons. They're not going to be worse than the Magic. They're they're not going to be worse than the Rockets, and they're not going to be worse than the Spurs. And honestly, like, so that's five teams right there they're not going to be worse than. And they're trending better right now than the Bulls are. And they have the same record. And the Bulls are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're not horrible. The Bulls? Yeah, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. I, I, They've I, lost two in a row, but I thought I just I, I thought I just pulled up the fact that they just lost like a bunch in a row. No, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at them right now. It's they're five and five in their last ten. Oh, I I wasn't looking at Chicago. I was looking at the um, um 
I had them right here. Hawks are three and seven in their yeah, last Yeah, Hawks. Time. I was looking at the Hawks. Yeah, no, the that, Bulls, that's what I mean. No, the Bulls are five and five. Like, like the like Bulls have been kind of nice for the last three weeks. Like they've they've been a lot better. Better um, than they started. I still think the Hawks are a better team than the Raptors, despite all the dysfunction. Um, I think I think this is why I wanted to talk about the Raptors because there's really no clear answer. Mm-hmm. I, I really think this is the definition of NBA purgatory. I just don't know what you do. Um, let's go ahead and jump to. Probably the last, probably the last team on this on the segment. We might have time for one more after that, but let's at least talk a little more positive. Like you know, they're 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 playing well. They're not full on purgatory. It's just more of a. The Knicks aren't a purgatory team, but it. I, I do want to talk about. It's just how they play in the East and how do how do they get to the next level? Because they're playing really good. Yeah, they're playing really good. Uh, <clears throat> let's start with this. You have to vote one in as an all-star in the last spot. Julius Randle or, or Jalen Brunson? Who do you pick? Randle. Brunson. I'll, I go Brunson. Okay. How, the, these guys, how long is the how how long has it been since the Knicks had a really good point guard? It's been forever, man. A fat minute. It, like seriously, a fat like minute. you're talking like the best point guard they've had in recent history was Derrick Rose. <laughs> and that was like and obviously that wasn't I mean, all love Chicago. The all love the either. All love the D Rose, man. But Brunson, Brunson, like he, he's kind of that guy. Like he's he's really good. Um, he's smart. He takes good shots. He gets the ball moving. He's great at getting assists, but they're not like stat padding assists. Like they're impactful assists. And I just can't believe that Dallas just let him go for. What they for what they let him go for? The, you Nothing, know, almost. Like, you know, he, I can't believe. I just cannot believe. I cannot believe for the <laughs> life of me why they did not keep this guy. That guy's a real basket. He's a real NBA player. Yeah, he's super good and impactful. And I think they got spooked by like he wasn't very good in the twenty twenty one playoffs, but he was really good in the last playoffs. But nobody really expected him to be that good, and I think they just got a little like confused about it and overthought it. And they just let this really good player walk. So I think I think the Knicks are a team that I think are trending upwards. I definitely didn't I didn't think he was gonna be this good. No. So I, I, I undersold him a little bit. I'm really, really happy I was wrong about that because I like Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Randall, he seems locked in again. Where where do we stand on RJ Barrett? Mm. Disappointing. Yeah. I mean my issue with like the Knicks is like their eighth in opponents points for like they allow one eleven point three a game, and they're scoring one fourteen point one a game. So they're in the positive. Yeah, they're having a great season. To get over the hump, you're gonna have to give up a couple solid weapons or a solid, you know some key players and probably a pick to pair up somebody with Randall. Because if you're thinking he's your number one, to me maybe maybe leave Randall behind. Trade him and try to get somebody with Brunson and RJ. I would be more willing to move RJ than Randall right now. But they're 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 twenty fifth and three point percentage at thirty three point nine, so they can't hit from three. And it's kind of the same issue. Or they're it's funny they're like the Raptors. Like offense, I mean, well, Raptors offense is horrible, so I shouldn't say that. But they're fourth in turnovers per game, so they don't turn the ball a lot over either. So it's it literally comes down to have a great defense, but your guys are not hitting shots. So how do you change that? Either your guys just need to start hitting your shots, 
or you need to bring in a player or two that you know are going to hit their shots. And you might probably have to sacrifice some defense for that. Yeah. But at the same time, Julius Randle, yeah, he scores a lot, but how many shots does it take him to get to that many points? You know, I mean, he could average 25, 27, but he's shooting 25 shots a game, and he's, what, 43, 44% field goal percentage? So it's like, and, and you know he's not hitting threes. You know what I mean? So it's like, people love Randall. There's a lot of suitors out there. I bet there would be a lot of suitors out there for a player like Randall. And I don't know, maybe the Knicks just love him because he's their first guy that they've had in so long. So it's hard to trade away somebody like that. But when you have somebody like that packaged with a couple firsts, I mean, you can make some waves. And there's always people wanting to go to New York. So Is there? I mean, they're no. they're in Brooklyn. I mean, people wanted to go in the if, New York if area. If the Stars decided to go with the Knicks instead of the Nets or the Hawks or whoever, come on, let's be real. They'd be way better right now. Yeah, how many... Kevin Durant didn't even take a meeting with them before he signed with the Warriors. Yeah, but how LeBron long... LeBron didn't take a meeting yeah, with but them. How long... Paul George never took a meeting with them. Got the Dude, KD and Kyrie both said the Knicks literally aren't cool. Everybody thinks they're the, the cool team in New York. They're not cool. They're kind of a dumpster fire. Well, that's and my point. Nobody, is, nobody wants to go there. Well, that's my that's my thing. Is they've I feel like never won. Somebody will, and I think that's what they're waiting on. Just, I think just an all star, like MVP level player. Once they start winning, I think I think MVP, the MVP winning, candidate. I'm they, saying they need somebody that's going to win one. They were this close to getting Donovan Mitchell, man. Well, yeah, that, I, that's who I was talking and about. I don't. I don't know. What happened? What happened there? I, I, I kind of want to know a little bit more. Maybe there's a story out there that I missed, yeah. but I want to know a little bit more about what It's, it's got to happen the there. There's no way. Like, ownership, GMs, something around that. I, I, I feel like players are getting a bad taste in their mouth when they're having these meetings with these teams. Because, honestly, I'm going to the Knicks instead of the Nets if I'm KD. Yeah. Hmm. I think... Um, I mean, that's... We'll, wrap, we'll wrap it up a little bit, but I, I think this should be our poll of the... I think this should be our poll. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Poll of the week, poll of the week. Um, we'll put this on Spotify. We'll, we'll throw this on our socials. I kind of want to know from you guys, are we Are we in on trade? Would, would you rather trade Barrett or would you rather trade Randall? Randall. I personally would rather keep Randall. I would trade Randall. And take a flyer on Barrett and say, okay... We tried, had a couple, you know, had a stretch there where it seemed like something was there, and he is just not taking off. We're in year four of this now, and it's just, it's not. What do you expect him from him? Randall. He's averaging, he's averaging twenty like points a such, game. What he's do you such expect an from awkward him? player, in my opinion? Yeah, I agree. The way he plays the game, I, it, I feel like it's hard to build around that. Okay. Like he's like asking for, I feel like he's kind of asking for an Aaron Gordon at your one. I don't know why. It seems that way to me, but sure. it's kind of it kind of feels that way. Sure, yeah. You, you know what I mean. He's better than AG. Yeah, like, he's better than AG ever was on those Orlando teams as, as a first option for sure. But I, I think I, I think we're talking about him he as a first option weird. too much like, though. I, I feel like the system that he needs to play in is not what the Knicks run, and it's not something. I don't know. I kind of think he's perfect for what they're all about, man. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. This is this but, is a, but this for is their number one option. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what do you? Here's my thing. What do you expect RJ Barrett to score per game? Because when I look at points per game, RJ Barrett's pretty much scoring 19, or he's scoring 20 points a game, and then you look at Randall and he's scoring 24. Except Randall's putting up how many more shots than RJ Barrett is to get that. So that's my issue: is your bad shooter on your team is also your number one player. 
So if you're a team that you have great defense, you don't turn the ball over a lot, like they don't turn the ball over a lot, but your number one player is not the player who's going to be hitting big shots. Like, I'm sorry, we're a three-point league, and your number one player, I'm not saying make Barry your number one. He's not. But to think, you know, your number one can't hit a three, he's he's 33.8% this year. I mean, his career total is 33.3. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and, and he's taken, you know, five on average a game. It's like, dude, you're hitting pretty much one every five threes. Stop, just stop taking him. Julius Randle for Trey Young, who says no. I don't think either of them would say no. Bro, I've been saying this. Didn't I say this last week or the week before? You Put said Trey Young on the Knicks. I would love to see it. That'd be hilarious. I'm like, saying, bro. Vill, villain redemption arc. Let's Gosh. get it. Um, let's wrap it up. Uh, Maybe if in his first few home games with the Knicks, they just keep chanting, fuck Trey Young, and his ego goes away just <laughs> a little bit. I would love it. I would love that it. That might actually be that might be. And the then he just to pops off to be the greatest point guard of all time. Well, that, that, That'd be cool. I'd well, love to see that. that. That would be really fun to actually see him uh, and then R.J. Barrett. I mean that that's a that's a fun little duo to have shooting, you know what I mean? Because R.J. Barrett he's going to give you twenty points. Brunson's a game. better than Barrett. That's the duo right there. Brunson's oh, yeah. way better than Barrett, bro. Um, any plugs? Any plugs before before we we call it an episode? What do you mean plugs? Plugs, yeah. Like, what do you guys want to plug? Shout out Cohen. Shout out. Uh, shout, shout out Cohen. Say something for the fans. <laughs> hey, yo, shout out Cohen. That's me. Check out my music. Co.am. Soundcloud. YouTube. Hashtag. Love. Love y'all. Best, best producer in all Colorado, man. This guy. Making it happen. Kills it for us, man. We we get better every week, and I, I think he I think he's the big engine behind it. So. It's her. Yeah. Shout out to Anthony. Shout yeah. Out shout out Anthony. Anthony. Uh, go ahead and follow us on social media, guys. At Top Tier Polls on Instagram, uh, Top Tier Polls on Whatnot, right? Yep, Top Tier yep. Polls. Top Tier Polls on Whatnot. Twitter Sorry. at Top Tier Takes. Uh, we're gonna be get. We talked about this. We thought it was a good idea. We're gonna get an email for fan questions. So we will uh, pre- have that ready for you guys next week. So in the future, if you guys want to get on the pod, you want to share your takes with us and how us react, or if you want to ask us a question like Josh did today about Donovan Mitchell. Get your questions on the show. Get your voice out there and be a part of the community. This is going to be the best way to do it. So we'll have that ready for you guys next week. Uh, send us off with something. Somebody. Send, send hey, us. you know, real quick for everyone who's listening, every week we're growing more and more. I mean, y'all might not believe it. Y'all might not see it. We see it. We hear from the fans. I just want to say I'm proud of all of us yep. for where we've started to where we are now. I mean, from zero to however many followers we have on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, everything. So, like, we're kind of killing it. Congrats on y'all for just killing it with the content you guys bring. Honestly, proud of y'all. And we're having fun. Thank you. We're having tons of fun. Having tons of fun doing it. So, that's an episode. Appreciate you guys. We'll we'll catch you guys on the next one for episode nine. Uh, Tune in when you guys got time. We appreciate your support, and we'll see you on the next one. Yo, good champion, Pete. Peace out. Top tier takes, baby. Top tier takes.